Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. And I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who read, readers who write, and, and everyone, everyone who, who loves, loves words. Okay, so today we are wrapping up our month talking about editing and revisions by talking about how do you know when your book is done? Like, how do you know... Yes when to stop because really we could always just keep going right like there will always be something you can find one more change you can make every single time you read the draft like I at least for me every time I read it I've changed something something um usually lots of some things and what at what point do you say this is enough so that's kind of the question we want to just visit and discuss today a little bit do you mind if we real quick like jump back into just As we were talking about editing and the editing process, um, I didn't get a chance to bring it up before. Roxanne Gay has a great masterclass that talks about- I haven't watched that one yet. Yeah. Her, especially the chapter on self-editing actually like really Mm -hmm. plays well into this. And I I was watching it today, which actually just worked out so well (laughs) from a timing standpoint. She talks about kind of that revision, similarly to how we talked at, basically taking something in and looking at it from different directions, like Mm. looking at it and see all the different ways in that it could be and kind of asking those big questions there. And then the editing process is really getting down to that sentence and style, kind of starting to get that nearly done place. Each one of those to me kind of has a little bit of a threshold where I almost feel like maybe subconsciously that I'm like, okay, I can set this and this I can say is as it should be, or feels like it's as it should be, or feels like it's close to what it should be. Mm -hmm. um, So that I'm not chipping away huge things while also having that conversation with myself about sentences and about style. Cause if you're doing both of those things at the same time, I, I think getting it boiled down to that. Yes. It's hard to do all of that at once. Yeah. Like you have to kind of switch your, it's, it's mental switching and that has an energy cost to it. Absolutely. And then kind of looking at the, once the style or the form is getting there, kind of getting into that proofreading place, that place where you can say, okay, now we can pass that threshold. Now we can start polishing up what little things are there was, you know, final things, final things that hit you as you reread it. What I liked about how she looked at it from that perspective is I think giving ourselves kind of that mental visual even Mm -hmm. of, okay, now we're locking out these changes. Now, like, yeah, (laughs) this has been done. It keeps us from going backwards and, and even second guessing, because I think I think that's the way madness lies. Like sure. if we get to the point where we're like, okay, the intention and the vision is in place here, then we stop thinking about all the things that are out there sure. and we can finally move forward with those final things. Yeah. I like that way of thinking about it, that it's not just, is the book done, but is this portion, this part of the book done? Like, yes. is the story itself there? And you're right. There are always other choices we can make, but if you can get to a place where you could say, okay, this is the story I wanted to tell. 
it makes sense. It's all there. Nothing's missing. There's not too much there. <laughs> you know, like I know yep. developmentally this story, I feel it and then believe that it works. And so then I can kind of say that part is done and then move on to like, okay, yeah, now let me look at the style and the structure or the like sentence structure and some of those like each paragraph and that kind of thing. Like, does that work? Does it do what I want it to do? Is it the right tone? Is it the right voice? Does it communicate with the right language? Um, and then saying, okay, is that done? Like, am, do I feel satisfied with that? Does it communicate what I want it to communicate? Um, okay. Yes, it does. Like, and then moving on to like, okay, now are the edits there? Is the grammar there? Is the like little, those little details, do those all work and do what I want them to, to do? Are there any typos? Like, okay, yeah, that's good. Like, and, and I kind of think you almost need like different types of external readers almost at each point in yes. that too. Like, if you waited till all three of those stages were done before you got beta readers, you could end up wasting a lot of time. Absolutely. Whole scenes, you know, like then you're going backwards, yes. you're going back to development. You know, because often beta readers are really reading for a story, not for style. I mean, although they may give notes on style sometimes too, but so I feel like having some people who, you know, whether it's a developmental editor, whether it's beta yes. readers to just look at that story and help you get that right. And then you move on to the style and maybe you hire, yes. you know, a copy, a copy, a line editor or a copy editor at that point to kind of help you work through the style or have a friend who works through that with you or go through your list and some of the resources we've talked about before for that. Yeah. And then moving on to, to proofreading. I, I like that way of breaking it down a lot. I kind of think like for myself at each of those stages, I also have to ask, um, like I need an, I need some external voices to kind of tell me like, is this doing what I think it's doing? Yes. But I also need to really spend time getting to a place where I feel like has, have I taken this story as far as I can take? Yes. And that might change. And so that's part of the reason why it's good to like set a story aside for a little bit before you come back and edit it, because the writer that you are three months from now will be a little bit different and hopefully better than the writer you are now. But at each stage, you kind of have to ask like, have I taken this as far as I can personally take it? And when I can say that, at the end of all stages and at the end of the whole book, that's when I start to feel like, okay, I'm ready to set this aside or I'm ready to query this or I'm ready to self-publish it or whatever. And I might two years later, look back on it and be like, oh, I could have taken this so much farther and that's fine. Like that's part of the process too. But I think you can say it's done when you can say, I've taken this as far as I can take it right now. At least for me, I feel like that's generally my measure. Uh, that's definitely mine as well. And I, I do kind of the, have the checklist type yes. of thing Yeah. Um, that kind of crosses over these. Some of these might actually be at multiple stages, but I think sure. having those things that you're like, okay, this I'm checking, I'm working on this, I'm working on this, I'm working on. And then checking in with the questions I'm asking myself at each stage, yeah. if there's still open questions if there's mm-hmm. still things that i'm subconsciously like under the layers you know yeah. working through i i i call it a grain of sand in my head because it mm. feels like that i yes. feel like there's like something, something off yeah elusive something off. Feeling. and i i think having that silence to consider sometimes yeah. even free writing can give you things we just personally, we were just talking about showering and showering yeah. breaks things loose. I swear. Yeah. I think sometimes if there's something that you're grappling with taking a shower or giving yourself some space, even a couple of days to just 
allow it to kind of come out in the wash, allow it to kind of present itself. And I, I think giving yourself the time and space to do those things without filling up the space with something else. Because sometimes we don't even give ourselves that time to think like there's so many things going on and we kind of have a gut feeling that something's off, but we push it back to the back of our mind. And I think really doing that check-in for me has been really important that if there's a grain of sand and it's something that I don't have a, like, I have to get this out. I I think the hundred days project actually was great for this, that. I had the connection with the work that I would know when I had to get something out and it wasn't done and it just had to go out because it was due. And I knew, and I think papers in school, you know, all, anything that we finish, any project that we have to finish, I think we intuitively know, was this done? Was this complete and not from a perfectionistic standpoint it's like sure did it have the things (laughs) like Mm -hmm. and I think getting back in touch with that part of ourselves that's like okay I can release this this the grain of sand isn't there anymore it's at the point that I can release it to the next stage or where I can release it to someone else um, to do the next thing I think honoring that without getting perfectionistic, because there's definitely a difference between those two things. I I have a really great quote from um, actually James Cameron, where he said, people call me a perfectionist, but I'm not. I'm a rightist. I do something until it's right. And then I move on to the next thing. Mm. That last part, the moving on to the next thing. I think sometimes our brain knows when something's done yes sometimes we like distract ourselves with resistance (laughs) there's like the shiny new idea but I I think sometimes when we get honest with ourselves we know when we're doing that we know when we're just wanting to go after the shiny thing rather than the hard one and I think allowing ourselves to then say when we're starting to really feel that moving on moment like that our interest shifting even if the work isn't necessarily completely done, done mm-hmm. it might be time to move on. Yeah. And, well, and, and I, sometimes that's hard too, right? <laughs> yeah. I think there's almost kind of two questions you have to ask yeah. when you get close to the end of a project. And one is, is this project done? Is the story done? Yes. And the other is, am I done? Because yes. I definitely have had times and stories that, I mean, I, I wrote a sci-fi um, romance last year and got it to a place where I sent it off to beta readers and everything. And I knew it wasn't done. Like it, it had things that needed to change in it and things that I knew needed to change. Some of which I knew how to do and some of which I wasn't sure how to do. Um, I wasn't happy with it, but I knew that I was done with that story and not just because I wanted to move on with something else, but because in writing it, I realized this isn't the genre I want to write in primarily. And I, this isn't the type of story I want to tell. Um, and so in realizing that I wanted and felt ready to move on to the type of story I did want to tell. Um, and I learned a ton from writing that story and writing outside of my standard genre and all of that. But mostly I learned that it wasn't 
the story that I wanted to finish <laughs> or the story that I wanted to spend time fine tuning. And I think sometimes you have to ask yourself that too. Like when that you have that grain of sand, when something's not quite right, like, is it worth spending time digging into this, learning how to do this, learning how to fix it, taking time to think about how to do it and then trying different things in order to do it? Or is it not worth that to you and you're ready to move on to something else? Because there is done in which you put the work out into the world or query it or do whatever. And then there is another kind of done that is just like, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm ready to move on to the next thing. I've learned what this can teach me right now. Yes. And I can shelf it and, and be, be content with that without it being a failure, without it being, you know, like, because it still did teach me a ton. <laughs> like, Absolutely. And I think acknowledging that, I think sometimes we define yeah. success in such narrow terms. Yes. But it's gotten to the place of you are allowed, like you are able to release it. So that's yeah. success. Like yeah. the story and the process of writing can do so many different things and to like narrowly define it, that it has to be this in order for it to be valid or worthy yes. or to have value, I, I think is it's reductive in a way that I think is it misses the nuance of yeah. the art of, of writing and the process and the sometimes the process being the journey of it is that gift. Like it's not the finished product necessarily. Absolutely. And I think like bringing that in a little more where we're like, mm -hmm. okay, this, this was a labor that yeah. got me things internally rather than externally but yeah. that has value that yes. is perfectly valid reasonable useful we were talking about when we're cutting things and yeah. how nothing is wasted and this is yeah. exactly the same thing nothing yeah. is wasted if something is shelved one you could potentially use things from it but even if you don't use direct things from it you're using knowledge yes. you're using wisdom that you gained tools that you've gained and even confidence, I think, um, mm -hmm. which is also good. Even finishing a thing and then realizing how it feels to do that, that, yes. that internal work of like checking in with yourself and having that, okay, you can go back in history and say, that is how it feels to do this thing. Yes. That's valuable yes. too. Absolutely. I do think there is something important though about finishing, like not asking yourself that question too soon. Like I, Absolutely. I, I'm of the opinion that you should finish that first draft. Like Neil Gaiman talks about, yeah. um, in his masterclass about like the importance of finishing and like, not only because you know, then you, that you can finish the whole draft, but Absolutely. also like just completing the story has value in it. And it teaches you more about storytelling. You know, like if you, if you write the beginning of a bunch of different stories and never finished, you're going to get really good at beginnings probably, but you're not going to get good at writing a whole book, you know, like, and there is something valuable that, that finishing the whole project before you let yourself abandon it, I think is important. Yes. I'm not going to say that everyone has to do it that way or anything, you know, like there's lots of different ways to learn, but I think it's important to do that. And then to step back and evaluate like, okay, yes, is this worth spending the time to revise it and all of that. If you want to put it out in the world, then please, please, please revise that. Like, there should be rewriting. Don't just put it out in the world. Yeah. Um, but it, it's good to stop and ask yourself that at various points um, after you've finished that first draft. Yes. Well, and can we talk about 
sometimes it's avoidant, like it's yes. avoiding the hard parts of the process. Yes. It's avoiding often endings are harder and they're more painful and you have to lean in and so much harder. (laughs) They are. I think recognizing when we're just trying to avoid that pain, like when we're Mm -hmm. trying to lean out and even as we revise, I think sometimes we have to realize when we are avoiding Mm -hmm. even, you know, we had talked about crutches and filler words, but there's also words that distance us from the work and words that lean out in the moments that are the hardest, that kind of, it's almost like a self-protective. And I think recognizing when we're doing that, when we're leaning out, because this is hard, this is painful. I'm not ready. I don't have the skill. Like, yeah, sometimes we just have to get in there. And even when we feel unprepared, it's kind of like, have you seen the movie Onward? It's a Pixar film. And it's like, they're about he he has to merge and he's like I'm not ready he's like you'll never be ready merge and I love that because it's like you're never going to be there until you do like you just have to do it and then that's what makes you able to do it I think recognizing that sometimes that protective self gets in our way sometimes that protective self gets scared gets in that place. And then it's like, oh, this new idea. And sometimes it's perfectly valid to let something kind of stew in the background while you shift something forward. Totally, totally valid. But if you're really going to shelve something and really shelve it with no intention of going back. Yeah. um, Especially because I, we were talking the other day about you either keep something alive or you don't. And when it's dead, when it's not being nourished in any way, you know, yeah. if it's not in hibernation and you really just let it die, it's so difficult to get back yes, into to resurrect that, that thing. Yeah. Very hard. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're letting it hibernate, that's valid too. Yeah. Maybe you're not yet emotionally ready. Maybe it's a hibernation point and you don't let it completely die, but it's it's still there. Yeah. Um, and you're still kind of working on it in the background. So but kind of noticing those things and making those decisions based on where you're at. Yeah. And I think the important thing there is to ask yourself, why do I want, why do I feel like I'm done? Like if, particularly if you're choosing to be done or wanting to be done, but don't feel like the story itself is done. Don't feel like it's ready to share. And so you're contemplating shelving a story. Like, I think you need to ask yourself why and get really hard and serious with yourself about that. Like, I think for myself, when I shelved the sci-fi project, like I, there were multiple weeks there where I kind of just sat with that question. Like, do, why do I want to do this? Am I just trying to avoid something hard? Because there were things about that, that they needed to happen that I wasn't sure how to do. And that did feel hard, but in the end, there were other reasons too. things about what I wanted, what type of story I wanted to tell, what type of story right. I liked to tell. And I think it was really helpful for me to realize, like, to realize that both were happening to some extent, that there was some avoidance, but that there were also a lot of other reasons that were really valid and that allowed me to say, yes, this is okay for me to shelf this project. And I don't think I'll ever go back to it. And I think that's fine. Like, there are definitely times to be done with the story for a whole lot of reasons. Absolutely. And I think even acknowledging that ability to explore and play without having it have to kind of be a specific thing at the end like and I think we kind of can write a little more free a little more 
joyfully potentially when we don't force it to be that thing like it it has to you know live up to something specific or it has to do that and I think letting yourself be honest in that moment even is this where my interest is leading like is this where my passion is leading is this something that I am willing to put in all that effort because I know that the result will be, is worth all the effort that I'm putting yeah. in. It's valid to say, you know, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I think you really have to be able to love your story. Like you're going to have yes. to read it hundreds and hundreds of times, especially if you do want to go like a traditional route, you're going to have to yes. submit to an editor, submit, you know, like they're going to have feedback, that agent's going to have feedback, like you're going to have to read it so many times. And if you don't love it and you don't yes. feel like, yeah, I could happily read this multiple times, you know, like the story I'm working on now, I feel like I am not at all bored with it. I could keep reading it for forever. I'm like, I just, I love these characters. I love the story. And it's such a different experience than that sci-fi one. You know, like I, thinking of re-editing that was just like, it was like pulling teeth. I didn't want to do it. And that told me something about whether this is the right thing for me or not. I love that we, in this conversation in general, have just been saying that the things that we tell ourselves, the things that we feel about something, all of that is valid. Like (laughs) checking in and being like, how do you feel? Like, I think books that are loved by Mm -hmm. the creators or at least valued there's passion behind it they they read that way and it's not that every single book that has that is the perfect book but I think that there are books even you know we talked about there are books that are imperfect and yet I will happily read them and then possibly even if I connect with the subject matter read them again I'm not going to say what book it was I read one that had errors in it. It was a debut and it's one that's, it's a great read, but it had more errors than I would typically. It was traditionally published. Mm-hmm. And I think acknowledging that books can overcome that when they're yeah. written with passion, when they're written with love, even though I noticed I didn't put the book down because it was still dragging me through. The characters were great. Like I was still in there with it. Um, I wished that someone, I almost want to be like, who can I talk to and be like, could you have just done another proofread or maybe like put a second, you know, version out there. But I think that's also really, um, it adds hope, I think, to the process that when it's something that has that behind it, Um, regardless of how, you know, there's this funny meme about like, here's to the like error that made it through 10 rounds of edits, um, which I love because you'll always find it. Like there will always be something ultimately that squeaks through, but, but knowing that something even with, you know, perfection isn't possible. If it's though written with heart and soul, I think that that will connect with someone who needs that book. So in conclusion, (laughs) (laughs) essentially we think that the first thing to ask when you're trying to decide if your book is done is to ask yourself, do I think this book is done? Do I love it? Do I think that it does what I wanted it to do? 
and tells the story that I wanted it to tell. We think it's great to break that down and ask yourself that at different stages of the process. Mm -hmm. We think it's great to have a checklist and there are lots of them out there. There are agents who put out checklists of what they want, want you to check before you send to them. Look at those. If you can answer the question, I feel like this is the book I want to tell. And it is done to me. It's I've gone as far as I can. And you've gone through those checklists and you've had other people read it and give feedback on it. And you've taken their feedback into account and you feel like it's ready. Do one more read first. Yes. <laughs> Make sure. <laughs> and then yes, put it yes. out into the world, do what you need to do with it and call it good. Cause you're right. It will never get perfect, but we can, we can get it as far as we can. And that's really just our job. So Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you keep writing, keep finishing projects and keep putting them out into the world so that we can read them. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.